0: Hey, hey, you're listening to the Journey with Janice podcast. Join me on the journey of pursuing Jesus, building our lives on the word, and seeing this world impacted with the love of God. The Journey with Janice podcast is part of the NRT podcast network. You can find my podcast and other great podcasts in the network at newreleasetoday.com. Be sure to follow me on Instagram at The Journey with Janice and check out my website, Journey Hey, hey, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Journey with Janice podcast. I am so excited for today's episode because I'm always excited to be able to jump on here to encourage your hearts in the Lord, to share what God's been speaking to my heart, and just share what God's doing in this season. And I know that God is doing so many new things. And that is just what I'm hearing from a lot of people that I'm connected with, and just even people on social media and things that God is pulling us into new things. He's taking us into new seasons. And I've just been praying that, declaring that, prophesying that for those of us who have been in a season of nighttime, that God is making way for morning. And we know that the Bible says that weeping and pain may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. And so that has just been the the message that i have been heralding that it is time for that morning season of joy and so that's my prayer for you if you have gone through a season of disappointment discouragement just discontentment and just like god what are you what are you doing i'm i'm weary i'm worn out that God is pulling you into a new season where you are being refreshed in Him, where you're being pulled closer to His heart, where He is revealing more of who He is to you, that you're falling more in love with Him in this season. And so that is just where I'm at. I'm just believing God for new things. And I know I'm probably like a lot of you in saying this, that sometimes it really is like, God, what what are you doing when He only gives us a glimpse of what He's doing and we just are knowing that He has more for us. And so it's a it's a battle to to be content in the season we're in, right? Because the Bible says that godliness with contentment is great gain but then at the same time to believe that there's more and so that it that, that's a battle and a balance really just to be able to simultaneously live in both to be like God I'm okay and I'm content and I'm happy with where I'm at I'm choosing to rejoice in this day that you've given me to learn everything that you have for me in this day to do everything you have for me in this day but also to believe that there is more ahead that this right now what I I'm in in this season is not all you have for me. And so that is just my encouragement to you is to know that it's okay to be okay with believing God for more. And I think so often we feel guilty for wanting more out of our lives for feeling like that might mean that we're not grateful for what God has done. But I think that that God wants us to believe for more and he's spoken to my heart so many times over the last few years about the scripture that says ask and you will receive and then the other scripture that says you have not because you ask not and I just remember so vividly the Lord just really just laying that message on my heart that there's so many things that he wants to give us but we're simply not asking and so I have just been on this journey myself of just being like God Change my heart's desires so that they match yours. We know that the Bible says that take delight in the Lord and He will give you the desires of your heart. And so, delight yourself in the Lord and He'll give you the desires of your heart. And so, finding my heart's delight in Him, knowing that that doesn't mean that, oh, now because I delight myself in Him, He's going to give me whatever I want. That actually means that when we are living in that space with Him where He is just our everything, where we truly are loving Him with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength, that our heart's desires begin to conform with His because we're in communion with Him. We're in relationship with Him. We're abiding in Him. And so that has just been my heart's desire is, God, I want to abide in you. I want to rest in your shadow. I want to dwell in the secret place. And I want my heart's desires to conform with yours so that I know when I'm praying and believing for things, when things are being laid on my heart, God, that they align with yours. And so, That is my encouragement to you to just know that it's okay to believe for more for your life. That where you're at is not where you're staying. That God has more for you than you have ever experienced. And so my prayer for you and my encouragement is to press into him. Press into him. Stay in the word. Stay in the secret place carve out time today to spend with him. That's what I'm doing right now. Just spend time with him where you're alone, where you're shutting off distractions and just sitting with him and saying, God, what do you have for me? What do you have for me today? What do you have for me in this season? What work do you want to do in my heart? And do you notice how I said that? What work do you want to do in my heart? Because we cannot change ourselves. Only the Holy Spirit can do that deep work that we need to have done within us so that we are being continually conformed to the pattern of the image of Jesus as his followers. We want to look more and more like him, and that is something that I reflect on and I think about that as I look back over my life and my journey as being a believer, a born again Christian, that I should be able to look back and say, God, I'm not who I was a year ago six years ago, seven years ago, whatever, going back, knowing that God has done a work. I've allowed him to do that work because he's not going to do anything in us that we don't allow him to do. And so I love that Romans 12 too, I love that scripture. It says that It says, do not be conformed to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And we renew our minds through the word of God and just sitting in his presence and and allowing him access to those spaces and places that maybe we have off limits to anyone else. I know going through what I went through several years ago with just going through divorce and all of the rejection with that and the heartache and the pain and the trauma of that really really i put up a lot of walls with people and i just remember god saying it's okay it's okay that you've that you've put up those walls with other people and it's a you know it's a it's a defense mechanism it's a pr- protection self protection but i remember him saying don't keep me out let me into those places. Even those places that you will not let anyone else into, let me into those places. And I just remember sitting with him and being like, God, I give you access to all of me. And I want you to heal me. And so that process of healing, and maybe this is striking a chord with someone on here who maybe has gone through heartache and pain and rejection and, and whatever that might look like, whether that's a divorce or, or anything, could be anything, that God is a gentleman, and he is not going to force his way in, but when you let him in, he does it so beautifully. And as I was just journeying through my season of healing and, and allowing him into those spaces and places that I really had a caution tape up around to anyone else or, or completely off limits, I just remember him so beautifully dealing with just different lies that the enemy had rooted in my heart, that I had allowed in my heart, uh, mindsets that I had taken on that weren't true. And just, just, just like one at a time, Hey, let's deal with this. He would like shine his light into those places in my heart. And then I would deal with them. I would be able to take that time to repent maybe for believing a lie. And then he would reveal the truth to me so that that space could be replaced with his truth. Or maybe he would show me in those moments, just areas that, that, he just wanted to heal. And I just love, you know, looking back and I could think of so many different aspects and, and different times that I would spend with him and in the healing journey that he took me on in that season. And so I want to encourage you, if you find yourself in a place where you're bitter or you have unforgiveness toward anyone, maybe it's even a situation that just didn't go right, and you're just bitter about that, to just sit with the Lord and say, God, help me deal with this. And even ask him. I've heard so many people say this, and this is just a a just a piece of advice um as you're journeying through healing is saying, God, where were you in this moment? Because so many times when we go through those moments, it's like you feel like you're so alone. And sometimes you feel like the only one that's there for you is the Lord. I remember laying on my living room floor, the evening that I found out that my ex was cheating and just feeling so broken. And it's a pain that I cannot describe. It literally felt like death to me. And in a way it was because marriage is never supposed to be that way, right? Two become one, and that's a spiritual thing too, not just physical. And so having that covenant broken and that trust broken and the rejection and everything that goes along with that is, remember, a pain that I cannot describe. It was very deep and And um, something that I pray no one on here ever has to experience, and I pray that I never go through again, but I remember feeling the tangible presence of God in a way that I had never felt before, because we know that the Bible says that He is near to the brokenhearted, and in that moment when I was so heartbroken just feeling His tangible presence and the comfort, despite all the pain and everything I was going through, that He was just so there with me. And, and I just, I treasure those moments, even though looking back, it's like, oh, I never want to experience that again. I never want to go through something like that again. But I would not trade those moments of seeing God as the great comforter and seeing God as my healer. I remember writing on my refrigerator, Jehovah Rapha, R-A-P-H-A, Jehovah Rapha, which means God, my healer. And just declaring that over myself. And I would literally lay hands on my, on my head. I actually found, uh, online somewhere, uh, Googled it. I was like, Hey, where are, I didn't say, Hey, I Googled, but I said, where are memories? Stored in the brain. I know this might sound crazy, but I found exactly where it was, and I would lay hands on my mind, and I would say, God, I thank you that you're healing those memories. And I would even even say, I don't, I don't want to forget what I've gone through because I want you to use my testimony and use my story to impact other women specifically, because I know I have a call to women, but to impact other people to know God that you are a healer, that you redeem all things, that you redeem my story, that you restore me to fullness, that there is going to be nothing missing, lacking, or broken. So when you're in that. That season of healing, pay attention to what you're confessing, what you're believing for. Don't believe that you are going to stay in a pile of ashes. Believe that God is going to redeem you and give beauty for those ashes. And so those are the things I would pray. I would pray over my mind and I would say, God, I don't want to forget. I know that's impossible. I'm not going to forget what I've gone through, but I don't want these memories to hurt me anymore. I want to be able to share my story in such a way that it literally feels like I'm not even talking about me anymore because you have done such a deep healing in me. And I will say that I'm at that place now. There's so many times where people will ask me questions about my testimony or, you know, a conversation will lend to it and I'll share my story. And it almost feels like, gosh, that feels like a whole other lifetime ago, even though it's only been six and a half years. It feels like a whole other lifetime ago because God has done such deep things in me. And so I want to encourage you just to sit with him. And I do this from time to time too, even even though I'm not in a place where I'm, you know, seeking the Lord for healing from anything that's painful or traumatic or anything like that. I just like to sit with the Lord and say, God, search my heart. Is there anything in me, God, that is not pleasing to you? Am I harboring unforgiveness toward anyone? Is there bitterness in me toward anyone? God, uproot that if it is, if there is, because we know the Bible says that bitterness rots the bones. It will have effects on you if you choose to stay in bitterness, whether you want it to or not. It's a biblical principle. It will literally have physical effects on you. It will affect how you interact with other people. It'll affect how you view life. And so I know for me, I like, I want to have a pure lens when I see people. I don't want to, I don't want to question people's motives or wonder if I'm going to end up being rejected or abandoned because of what I've gone through in the past. And so it's very important for me because of what I've gone through that I really guard myself with that and that I don't assume people's intentions match what I've experienced in the past because that is just simply not true. That's not who everyone is. And so this honestly, I was not planning about talk I was not planning on talking about any of this today. And what's crazy is typically I will pray before I start my podcast and I will just talk and share whatever Holy Spirit brings up. And I started recording like three or four different times, which isn't normal for me when I'm recording. And so I'm like, okay, Lord, just open my mouth, fill it with whatever you want to share today. And this has totally gone in another direction from what I thought I was gonna talk about. But glory to God, I love Just allowing the Holy Spirit to lead, guide, and direct. And so I yield to that because this podcast is never about me. It's not about my agenda. It's not about my message. It's about what Holy Spirit wants to communicate in and through me. And so that is just where I'm at in my ministry and just journey is just being so yielded to Him. And so I pray that you find yourself in that same place that you will be willing to abandon, lay down your own plans for your life, for your ministry. To pick up what he has for you, and so it's a beautiful thing. I say so often. I'm like, ah, oh, whoever says being a Christian is boring hasn't actually done it. Maybe they've experienced religion or whatever, but you have not truly experienced living the spiritful life if if you think it's boring. Because my goodness, it is so not boring. Even today, I find myself sitting in South Carolina at this cute little apartment here, and I believe it's called Possum Kingdom, which is hilarious. And uh, was not expecting, excuse me, was not ex- had a hiccup. I <laughs> was not expecting to be here. I actually had a conference last week in Ohio that I helped out with uh, the ministry that I work with. And my plan was to head back to Michigan. And then my boss had said, hey, you should come down to South Carolina and whatever. So I'll have been down here about a week and a half by the time I head back to Michigan. And it's just, it's so funny how God orders our steps. And sometimes he opens doors that we did not even have on our radar. And I love that about him. I love that he is so spontaneous and full of surprises. And I feel like I'm in a season now where I can embrace that. I think because of the unpredictability that I had for a season in my life for a few years where everything was just so chaotic and crazy I could not have lived out a season that like I'm in now then because I needed some predictability and I just love that about God because he knew that he knew that I needed a few years of just predictability and stuff because I am wired for spontaneity and things but like I said with everything I had gone through I couldn't I could not be my spontaneous self because I needed some predictability because I was so caught off guard so often with different things I'd gone through. And so I love that I'm in a season now where I'm healed and I'm whole and I can just say, hey, yeah, sure, why not? Why not go east instead of west? Instead of heading back to Michigan, I will head to South Carolina. And so it's been a fun week and just sitting here with the Lord, I want to read some scripture to you out of Isaiah. This is what was on my heart when I started the podcast. And so I want to encourage you with a word from the Word of God. I love the Word of God. My prayer for you is, if you do not hunger for His Word, that you would just have a deeper hunger. I pray that for myself too. God, as hungry as I am, make me more hungry for for Your Word and for Your truth, because His Word is life to us. His Word is life. It's living. It's active. It's infallible. And I just, I just love. The Word of God, and so that is my heart to continually meditate on it, to hide His Word in my heart, to know His Word, to be a pupil, a steward of His Word, to rightly divide His Word, and just to know that uh, it's it's life, it's life to us. And so I'm reading out of Isaiah 40. I'm going to read 40, and then I'm going to read 38. No, that's 28 through the end of the chapter. I have my Bible marked up, and I kind of <laughs> wrote over the two. I'm like, is that 38? No, nope, it's 28. So it says, "Have you not heard?" Have you not known? Yeah, I'm going to start in 28. I was looking up a little higher to see if I might want to read more. So I'm going to read in 28 to the end of the chapter. Have you not known? Have you not heard? The everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, neither faints nor is weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the weak and to those who have no might. He increases strength. Even the youths shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. I love that scripture. And I remember, honestly, it's just been within like the last year. This is actually last summer. I remember specifically, I was praying because I had... Um, I had signed up or agreed to help at a youth camp. And then I was invited to speak at a women's conference that weekend. So I was at youth camp from like Monday through Friday. And then Friday evening, I was scheduled or asked to speak Friday evening and then Saturday morning. And I was like, God, I feel like that's too much. Like, should I say yes to this opportunity? And I'm getting in a place where I'm trying to be, I'm not always good at this, but I'm trying to be mindful of asking the Lord before I say yes to opportunities, because how many of you know that not every good opportunity is a God opportunity? And I'm finding that I'm saying no a lot more to things when I actually ask Him and He says, nope, this isn't for you. And I can look back now and see so many times when I've been offered a position or an opportunity and I say no, and then I see who ends up filling that obligation or or that commitment and being like, that's part of the reason. Why? Because one, I need to be able to say no to opportunities so that I can say yes to the ones God actually has for me. But then also when I say yes to opportunities and step into things that aren't for me, it keeps the person that God really intended for that from being able to live out what they're called to. And so it's a beautiful thing on both sides of that. And so anyway, I had asked the Lord, I'm like, oh, this is a lot to do a youth camp for five days. And then go right into a women's conference, and the Lord said, you will run and not grow weary. And these exact scriptures, and He was just reminding me as I was reading this over you of that time, and and I love the Word of God. And how many of you know that His Word, His Word, His Word, it, the Bible says all of his promises are yes and amen, and we can know God's promises by knowing his word. Read through it. You can declare the word of God over yourself. That is one of my favorite ways to pray is just to declare the word of God because you know that his word is always his will. And so I love that it says here, backing up into, do do it says, those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. I love the scripture that says to be still and know that I am God. And I think when you take that scripture just for face value to be still, it's just like you're just sitting still. You're not doing anything, just whatever. But waiting and being still is not idle. That original, the original language of the "Be still and know that I am God" actually means to cease striving. It doesn't mean to sit still idly or whatever, but it means to cease striving. And so we put our trust in God, and we're like we're not trying to work for anything. We know that we do not have to work for our salvation. We do not have to work for right standing. And it's so easy to get into that trap where we're like, we know that our faith start, our journey of salvation, everything starts with faith, just trusting and believing that God is who he says he is. We receive his free gift of salvation. And then sometimes it's easy to fall into a trap of works and feeling like I'm not good enough if I'm not doing enough. And that is, that is something that I'm speaking from experience that it's so easy to feel like you're, in better with God, or you have, you know, a better, just, in, I think you get what I'm trying to say that you are just in better standing with him or whatever, when you're doing more, but that is so not the truth. And I've just, I've preached this so much the last couple of years too, that that everything we do for God should be an overflow of abiding. Everything we do for Him should be because we're sitting with Him and He's directing what we're doing. We're not doing things in our own strength. We're not walking according to the flesh. We're walking according to the Spirit and that there is nothing we could do. There's no amount of good works we could do to make Him love us more. There's no amount of things we couldn't do that would make Him love us less. He loves us because He loves us. He created us in His image. He loves us with an everlasting love and even we know the Bible even says that he loved us first. We love him because he first loved us. We cannot do anything that he hasn't already initiated or done. And so he's the one that makes those steps toward us in relationship. And um, I just love him. I love that, that it says here that those who wait on him will renew their strength. And so I pray that you find yourself in a season of waiting on him actually heard a really powerful message last week at our conference by Pastor Mark Sarver from Berea, Kentucky. Look him up. He's amazing. Amazing preacher, amazing man of God, and he was preaching about sitting with the Lord until you get direction for what's next. And so many times for me, like if I don't have something I'm doing, I will find something to do because I like to stay busy. I like to be about my father's business and and things, but we have to look at the life of Jesus and model that because he was always on the go. He was always ministering, traveling from city to city. But you will also find as you read the gospel books, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, that he very frequently got away with the father. He, he, he removed himself from the crowd and he got alone with God. He would often go to the mountainside or get away, go to go to his prayer closet, spend time with the Father. And so that's so important and a reminder for myself is that even as I'm sharing this that I need to make make sure we need to make sure that we're taking that time to intentionally get away with him. And that is what I actually wrote my most recent devotional was called Come Away With Me Cultivating Intimacy in the Secret Place. And I remember the Lord speaking to my heart when I was really in the thick of some busy busy ministry things of him saying do not abandon the secret place. And there have been times that I have not obeyed that where I've just been so busy and go 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 that it's like man, when was the last time I just sat with the Lord and just dwell in the secret place and, and said, God, what is on your heart? Because it's so easy to make that time with God and just let him know everything that's on our heart to pray for everything that we want and need. But how often do we sit with Him and say, God, what is on Your heart? What do You want to do in and through me? What do You want to reveal about my heart and my life and and things? And what do You want to do in the earth? And and how can I pray for my church? How can I pray for my community? God, show me of things to come. Show me what is going on. And I've said this so many times too. I don't want to just be always on the defense against the enemy. I want to be on the offense. And God is the beginning and the end. He exists outside of time. And so he knows what the enemy is up to. And so it's so often, so often we, we forget that and we should, we should be pressing into him and saying, God, what's going on? What's happening in the spirit realm? What's the enemy up to so that I can pray on the offensive instead of the defensive. And I can pray against what the enemy is doing. I do not believe that Every single thing that happens is God's will. I've, I'm not of that of that belief at all. I do believe that our prayers make a difference in James it says that the prayers of a righteous person are powerful and effective and I have so many testimonies that I could share with you about times that things were going in one direction and the Lord just really prompted my heart to pray a specific way and we do have authority. We do have authority in our prayers, and so I don't believe that everything that happens is well. God wanted that to happen. No, I believe that there's a lot of Christians who are asleep and slumbering, and that are not using their authority—the authority that we have in our in our prayers, and our voice, and our decrees, our declarations. And so I think it's time for me and you and all of us just to wake up to that reality and ask God, God, how can I be praying? How can I be praying in my church? What is the enemy attacking my church with? Is there a spirit of jealousy at work in this place? Is there Spirit of competition? Is there a spirit of slumber? What is going on? So that you can bind those things, kick them out, and just release God's word. Maybe a spirit of division. That's a huge target of the enemy, a big MO of the enemy. Uh, that he uses is division. So you pray, got to come against the spirit of division in my marriage. I come against the spirit of division in my friendships, my my church, my community, and I release a spirit of unity. God, I thank you that we will operate in a spirit of unity. And um, so those are those are just 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 one quick example of something that God may put on your heart, and so that you can make a difference because your prayers are powerful and effective. And honestly, this is stirring me up to want to spend some time praying today. So. I am going to go ahead and pray for you guys. I'm going to close this out, finish spending some time in the Word here before I go about the rest of my day. So I hope you enjoyed this podcast all the way from South Carolina. I love this. I need to be intentional because I travel so much. I need to be intentional to uh, spend some time recording podcasts in other places because it's kind of fun. So anyway, pray that your day is blessed. Please feel free to reach out to me on social media and let me know what God is doing in and through your heart and life. I would love to be able to pray with you and for you and just talk to you about whatever God is doing in your life. So let's pray. God, I thank you so much for this day. God, I thank you for this podcast. God, I ask you to do what you only you can do, God, in our hearts and lives. God, I thank you that your word is falling on good soil in our hearts. God, that it's going to bear fruit. God, I thank you for whatever season of life listeners find themselves in. God, I pray that you are pulling them closer to your heart. Lord, I pray that they are falling more in love with you. God, I thank you for your word that says, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. So God, I pray that we would hunger and thirst for righteousness, So we would hunger for more of you. God, we love you. God, I thank you for the way that you love us. God, I thank you for your plans and purposes unfolding. And right now I just feel led to pray against Three things, God, that I know are attacking the church, that are attacking believers right now, and that's distraction— deception and disappointment. God, I pray all those things off whoever is listening. God, I break the power of them in Jesus' name. God, and I pray that we would have a spirit of expectation. God, that we would believe. God, that you have good plans for us. I pray, God, that you would shine your light in our hearts. God, if there's anything, God, that isn't pleasing to you. God, if there's unforgiveness, bitterness, anything, God, that is not your best for us, I pray that you would help us, God, to get rid of those things so that we could walk fully in everything you have for us unhindered. In Jesus' name, amen we